Get ready to talk sports with Daryl. Welcome to Sports Info UM featuring Daryl Oliver. Daryl knows the sport like nobody else. From former players to coaches to the great figures of the NFL, you'll get the inside scoop on what's going down today in football and other sports. Now here's Daryl. And welcome to Sports Info UM. Man, what a week in football that we just have. Wow, I don't think I've ever seen this. In all the years I've been watching football, and I can almost go back for about 50 years of watching the NFL, and I've never seen two championship games go into overtime. I mean, the the, the, the first grand game was, I mean, just really, it, it was incredible to see the, um, the Los Angeles Rams and the New Orleans Saints go into overtime. But then on top of that, the second game, which was another just breathtaking thriller that went into overtime to see the New England Patriots defeat the Kansas City Chiefs. And I'm telling you, man, it was almost like in that game, whoever had the ball last was going to win the game. But let's let's talk a little bit about about this this Super Bowl that we're about to see in two weeks where the New England Patriots, who are going to definitely be a favorite, and I think they're like, and I don't think it's much of a favorite now. I think they're like a three-point favorite now, something crazy. I don't, And I just can't see how how that could be right now. But I really see, um, see the New England Patriots possibly blowing out the, um, the Los Angeles Rams. And, and I say that sincerely because, you know, some some would say the Rams shouldn't have been there. And wow, I've said this for many, many years. It's almost unbelievable to see. It's almost unbelievable to see some of these referees that are still like guys in their 50s and 60s. And some of them are almost in their 70s trying to keep up with the athletes of today. These guys are fast, they're strong, they're, they do things that are very clever. Referees see it, sometimes they don't see it, sometimes they call it, sometimes they don't call it. And it, it's just not, not a lot of consistency. Uh, and, and right now, the New England Patriots are two point, two and a half point favorite in this game. Ah, wow. I, I, think, I think the New England Patriots are at least a seven point favorite in my mind against a team a team that's been to what four of the last five Super Bowls against a team that's that hasn't been to the Super Bowl since <laughs> wow um since um uh, oh my goodness I can't remember when they played against the uh, when, when Tennessee Titans and that was a long time ago Steve McNair and the Tennessee Titans when when uh, when Steve McNair and the Tennessee Titans almost put the ball over the goal line with with no time on the clock, that's the last time we saw the Rams, and they were the St. Louis Rams then. And I will try and get that year for us, but they were the St. Louis Rams then. And now we expect this team, a team that we saw Todd Gurley pretty much dominate and almost a lot of people thought he was going to be a league MVP for a while. And now it's come down to him sharing the ball with CJ Anderson and CJ Anderson's actually 
putting up better numbers than Todd Gurley. It, it, it makes you wonder and it makes you think, you know, what, what's what's going to happen? Um, well, not not necessarily what's going to happen with Todd Gurley. Todd Gurley's fine, you know, and, and, and trust me, I think every running back would love to see his partner in crime as another running back get some carries as long as he still get the same paycheck. That's that's all that matters with running backs. You know, we we want to get paid because we know our time our, our our days are numbered, really. So big ups to um to um to CJ Anderson. Uh he's really made a made a big impact on the Rams offense. And like he said, you know, he's the freshest running back in the league. He hasn't played pretty much the whole season. He was with two teams. And uh, he got cut because of circumstances, not because he wasn't good enough. So, I, I, I you know, big ups to C.J. Anderson. And he led this team in rushing again yesterday, uh, 16 rushes, 44 yards. But I guess the big thing that everybody's going to be talking about, and and we, we we'll, be talk, we'll be talking about this, for some time to come, and I and I say that because it was a it was a blatant miss interference call in that game that that really, honestly, you you'd have to say cost cost the um the New Orleans Saints the game. And when we say really cost them the game, because the New Orleans Saints went down and scored a field goal. In the overtime session, well, by them scoring a field goal in the overtime session, that was just not enough because, you know, here it comes. And, and, and they went down, and, and actually they, they went down and scored a field goal. But it wasn't enough because the New England, uh, the, the L.A. Rams – Blatantly, it was a, such a blatant call on the interference that apparently the referees didn't see. Um, maybe they just, maybe they just, I, I guess you could say they missed a the call. Um, I'm not so sure. However, this blatant missed call, if that, if the call was made, if this call was made, then the Ram, then the um, the New Orleans Saints at home, at home, would have been able to go down and run the clock out in regulation and win the game. Now this is the, it's the in this was in regulation. I'm sorry, I said earlier that it was in overtime. In regulation, if this call was made, the New Orleans Saints go down kick their field goal, and win the game. But what was so critical is that the New Orleans Saints would have been able to hold the ball, hold the ball, make the um, the um, L.A. Rams use their timeouts, and then it would have been no time on the clock. or hard. They would have kicked the field goal with either um, one second on the clock or no time on the clock, won the game in regulation by three points. However, this missed call is something that we'll hear about for a long time. And now we're hearing that the, uh, the New Orleans Saints owner has filed a lawsuit against the NFL or the NFL referees. So we're, this is not the end of this. And we'll, we'll be hearing about this for a, 
for for what we're hearing about this for a minute, and uh, and I'm and I'm sure that that a lot of people. And I heard this. I heard this a week ago. I heard this a week ago that the NFL would love to see the Rams and the Patriots in the Super Bowl. And I guess I didn't really put it together, but it's more or less like East Coast West Coast. You know, they really want to see this East Coast West Coast. I meet in Georgia, which is, I guess, the South. But I, I, I didn't put it together. And and we all always, always talking about, you know, do the referees um, make a difference in these games and um, how much of a difference do the referees make. I really think the referees made a big difference in this Los Angeles Rams and New Orleans Saints game. And I don't think this would have happened in New York. If if it would have been the Rams playing the New York Giants or the New York Jets, it, this wouldn't have happened. But because this is a team uh, from the South, uh, maybe just not going to – and, hey, come on, let's let's face it. Come on. You know, let, let's let's face it. Um, New Orleans, I, I I just don't. Well, let's take. I take that back. The, the Super Bowl is in, a, it's in Atlanta, Georgia. <laughs> now that I think about it, maybe that's a, that's the theory. Maybe because the Super Bowl was so close, the NFL wouldn't make so much money. See, the NFL want to make that long distance money. You know what I mean? I often wonder why are the pizzas that I buy in Florida from California. Why are the peaches I buy in Florida from California? When the best peaches in the world are from the neighboring state that I live in. You know, I live in Florida. The best peaches in the world are from Georgia. And they say some are better in South Carolina than they are in Georgia. But every peach I bite into, and as a matter of fact, I rarely buy peaches in Florida. Sometimes I wait until I go to Georgia or South Carolina before I buy them because I just don't like these giant California peaches. But, hey, see, that's the theory. They'd rather a team from California come and people spend money to come all the way to Georgia from California instead of a team right in New Orleans in Louisiana just skipping a hop from the um, – the Atlanta Dome or whatever that stadium is called in Atlanta. Hey, I don't. Maybe that's the case. That's going to be interesting to see. That's going to be very, 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 very interesting to, to, to see just how this all this whole thing works out. You know, maybe this lawsuit will never come to fruition. You never know. Maybe, maybe. If you saw the game, you, you know why the Saints are really, really upset about this thing. You know, but, but another story that's coming from um, from this game, um, the New Orleans Saints game, is that you know the New Orleans Saints coach, he 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 really just I'm telling you, uh, Sean Payton, he he really almost lost it. Uh, I mean, he, because this this happened. Before they went into overtime, and in the overtime, Drew Brees throws an interception. Uh, I think it was the only interception he threw all day. But um, Drew Brees throws an interception, which causes um, uh, his only interception is is the overtime interception. 
well, this is what led to um, New Orleans. New, this is what led to the Los Angeles Rams going down and scoring a touch, kicking a field goal. Well, hey, man, you know, you hate to see anybody lose a game like that. And a lot of us are fans of Drew Brees, and um, you know, uh, a lot of a lot of people are, are have always questioned uh, Drew Brees' height. But this wasn't a situation with his height. This was a situation where he just was getting pressure, and uh, he 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 got hit, tried to make something happen, couldn't make anything happen, threw a duck up, and um, hey. The Rams, inter- uh, the Rams intercepted it, and once you intercept a pass, make um, get a turnover in in overtime. All you got to do is go down and score a field goal. So, um, hey, Drew Brees um, made an effort, and and I and I like I really like Sean Payton. <clears throat> Excuse me, but if we look at one of the two things that we what well, we that I saw yesterday in the playoff in these two playoff games is that the New England Patriots, every play in their playbook, they'll they'll use. I mean, there's nothing that they won't they won't use. And the New Orleans Saints, I, I kind of feel the same thing, same way about them. There's nothing in their playbook that they won't use. And and both of these teams will 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 go for it on fourth down. But when I think about the Rams, I, I just don't I don't I don't look at the Rams as and I, as a team that's ready for the Super Bowl, I could be mistaken. Uh, Jared Goff, I just don't see him being ready um, for the Super Bowl. And he didn't have bad numbers, you know, uh, 25 or 40, um, 297, um, one touchdown, one interception. Uh, I, you know, he had a 75.1 quarterback rating. Those are not those not you know pedestrian numbers. You know he threw almost for three hundred yards, and and those are those are good numbers. Um, Drew Brees, twenty six of forty, um, two touchdowns, one interception, uh, sixty point one uh, QBR. You know, and those those were those were not bad numbers, but um, but when we when we look at what's re- what really happened in this game is that um, the New Orleans Saints, you know, the running game just never really got off the ground. You know, Ingram just nine rushes, 31 yards. Uh, Kamara, eight rushes, 15 yards. You know, these these guys are just, they, they rush for 48 yards, 21 attempts for 48 yards. That's just not going to cut it in a championship game. And, um, you know, that's, you know, and that's bottom line. Where the uh, the Los Angeles um, the Los Angeles Rams, uh, C.J. Anderson, you know, uh, forty four yards, sixteen attempts. Todd Gurley, I don't get this. Four rushes, ten yards. Don't see it. But they rush for they rush for seventy seven yards. You know, and this is this is a big deal with the um and when you come down to championship games, you really really have to be able to run the ball. And run the ball with with some consistency, and um, you know, we look at um, <laughs> uh, when we are when we look at the Rams and the, and the receivers that they had. You know, this guy Brandon Cook seven rushes, seven uh, receptions, one hundred and seven yards. Well, Brandon Cook has been doing it, man. Um, I think he's with the 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 Dolphins. He was with. 
the uh, uh, the Patriots, and he was with. I know he's with the Saints, and here this guy's with um, with the Rams, and and has one of the biggest contracts in the league. So I don't think it's him. He's another guy that's been moved around because of situations, not necessarily because he wasn't a, a good player or a good fit. But Brandon, Brandon Cook, man, this guy's a difference maker. And um, trust me, we always talk about guys that can take the top off of a defense. And this guy played for the Patriots um, last year. So, you know, this, this is going to be interesting, interesting to see what he knows about um, the Patriots um, locker room, what he knows about the, um, the Patriots, um, this Patriots defense. So that's that's gonna be that's gonna be that's gonna be interesting to see how to see how this all works, and you know we we we've been talking about the Rams defense all year, and uh, and we talked about this guy uh, Dominican Sue, his whole career, and we've always said he. Some people have called him a bully. Some people said he's done some crazy things in the league. We saw him step on someone's head and someone's hand and. You know, he's done some some really outlandish things. But, you know, he had a second and a half in the um in the NFC championship game. And that's what that's that's what they pay him for. You know what I mean? I mean this guy's and and this has been a quiet year for him besides besides um looked like he stuck his finger in Larry Fitzgerald's eye. But Larry Fitzgerald said they're friends and no big deal, so He's really had a had a kept his low kept his profile really low um, this year, and to see him get a sack and a half in the NFC Championship game, man, that's 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 big time. That, that is really really big. So hats off to uh, Dominican Sue. Looked like he's um got his act together, and hey, he's where he's been wanting to be since he was a kid, since he first started playing football when he was around 11 years old, 12 years old, 13 years old, 14 years old. But whenever he started playing, you always dream of being in a Super Bowl. And Dominican Sue looked like he's playing his best football and going into the Super Bowl. Hey, guys, we'll be right back with more Sports Info UM on voiceamerica.com. Peace. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Live Fridays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you checked out Teen Wealth Radio? It's a show for teens, their parents, and educators. Hosted by Brandy England. Along with regular weekly contributors, Teen Wealth Radio will cover the topics that teens need to talk about. Plus, we discuss a book of the week and a movie of the week. And each show will offer a challenge to our teen listeners that they can share on our private Facebook group page. Be sure to tune in to Teen Wealth Radio. Live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific, 
Saturday on Voice America Variety. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You're tuned in to Sports Info UM with Daryl Oliver. Call him today at 888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or send an email to sportsinfoun3793 at gmail.com. Now back to the show. And welcome back to Sports Info UM. You know, this this AFC-NFC championship games over the weekend were just some really dynamite games. Like I said earlier, I don't think I've ever seen two championship games go into overtime. But, you know, a lot of people were criticizing the New England Patriots defense coming into this game. Um, they they weren't what we would call ranked very high in the league. Uh, I think their defense was ranked in the 20s. But, hey, this team really, this defense really got after um after the after the um after the Chiefs and 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 the Patriots sacked Mahomes four times. You know, this is a this you know when, when you get four sacks in in any game, in any NFL game, you're expected um to win. And and the Patriots is a team that we know they're gonna fundamentally beat you. They're not gonna make a lot of mistakes. So when when this all came up, when when you see them getting four sacks in this game, hey, that's 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 tough to beat. And on the other side, Kansas City got no sacks against Brady. You know, you just you're not going to beat Tom Brady when you're not putting the kind of pressure on him that that that's going to make him hurry. Or, or it's going to make him um, feel uncomfortable. You know, Tom Brady has to feel uncomfortable for you to have a chance to beat him. And maybe that's one of the things that um, that that the um, the Los Angeles Rams will be able to do is put pressure on on Tom Brady uh, up the middle. You know, we know we know this guy Sue. He is going to be ready to play. And Aaron Donald. As has you know, he's been. Um, some people consider him to be the defensive player of the year this year. So if Aaron Donald and 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 Dominican Sue can put pressure on Tom Brady right up the middle, then we really have they have they really have a shot at um at, at making a difference. You know, and 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 I keep to leave. We have to understand. You know, this is a this is a seasoned veteran. Um, he's been around the league for a while. You know, he played some good football. He's been injured quite a bit this year, but you know, he he's a, he's a player that that can make a difference on this on this defense. So it's it's not out of the out outrageous that um, that you would that the Rams will will not show up in this game. But I do believe, I do believe. It could be um ah, I, I just I just have a funny feeling about this game that it, it actually could be a blowout as far as I'm concerned. And um I I I really think it could be a blowout. Um I just don't think the Rams match up well with the New England Patriots. And you know, we and when we look at 
at the Patriots, man. I mean, this is not a team that you see, you know, a, a whole a whole bunch of Pro Bowlers on this offense. You know, um, you know, Sony Michelle was a leading rusher, twenty nine rushes, a uh, hundred and thirteen yards. Well, those are some solid numbers. You know, Rex um, Burkhead, twelve rushes, forty one yards. And James White, six rushes, 23 yards. 48 attempts for 176 yards for the team. When you're running the ball like that in the playoffs, you're going to be successful. I mean, it takes a lot of pressure off your quarterback when you're running the ball like that. Um, But, hey, we got Pete on the line. Pete, what's going on? What's up now, man? Happy hey. New Year and Merry Christmas and all that good stuff. H- Happy New Year and Merry Christmas to you, too. Yep, yep, Happy New Year. How, how's life treating so w- Oh, man, it, it would have been treating me wonderful if I could have seen two, two up-and-coming, you know, uh, NFL superstar quarterbacks playing instead of uh, the old crutch and, <laughs> and the, the new, the new uh, golf. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so what you saying? Um, you 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 really wanted to see um, uh, Mahomes, and then you wanted to see Drew Brees, or you want to see Golf and Mahomes play in the Super Bowl? Oh yeah, you just said Mahomes and Golf. That's what that would have been great. See. You want to see yep, something new and fresh? Yeah, but now we now we get to see Cassius Clay and Sonny List. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> hey, well, I, I, I tell you, uh, I really think um, Tom Brady is gonna um, is really gonna school this young kid and the, and the Los Angeles Rams. I don't think it's gonna be a, a, a game. It might be one of those Super Bowls, man. You just you go in there and start eating some chicken at halftime and just don't even go back and watch the game. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> No, uh, no, no, Daryl, I, I beg to differ. I think this young man is, is ready. I think he's ready. But see, more more than that, the defense is ready. And what they kind of did in New Orleans, even though a lot of those 23s kept on appearing, <laughs> you know, but it's it just that defense was it was set. I mean, uh, New Orleans, 41, uh, Camille, is that Camille? Mm-hmm, Camille. Yeah, uh, the, the the first half, he was he was really dominating. He was killing them. So what they did was they put a big body on him. You know, they they let uh, the big guy uh, Donovan Sue hit him at, at the line, and then they brought uh, a what's called and hit him at the line. Donald, I mean, and, and you kept that's what you got to do. And I felt like that's what Kansas City should have been doing to Edelman and to uh, also to Gukas to to Grot. I think they should have been busting them at the line. You know what I'm saying? If you if you impede them from going in the regular, you know, pass pass pattern, then then you'll be able to get the Tom Brady because the Jaguars did it. If the Jaguars can do it, and Kansas City kind of you know uh, walked over our Jaguars, so I mean, it should have been able to be done. I don't know what the defensive coordinator was thinking about. I don't know what kind of plan he had for for Tom Brady. But we know, everybody knows that the only way to get Tom to, uh, you know what I'm saying, stop Tom, is to keep on, keep putting a hat on him. 
I mean, I mean, when he when he throw a ball, boom, hit him. When you know what I'm saying, put him, put him, <laughs> put him down so that he'll remember that you was there. I mean, he's an older guy now. So yeah, you got to put some pressure really on him, man. Yeah, yeah, you got to, man. Yeah. And it seemed like they weren't they weren't doing what they needed to have been doing, Daryl. They really didn't seem like they. Yeah, they they didn't seem like they were they were ready for that big game. Now let's don't forget. Uh, I really think New Orleans had this game in the bag until that oh, that, that pass interference that was not called in the fourth quarter <laughs> with about three minutes left yeah. in the game, which gave um you know actually you know it it, it helped us it gave this team a chance to come back and tie the score. Yeah, and send this yeah. game in the over overtime. That shouldn't have never happened, yeah. you know. And 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 yeah, I, I felt really bad for um for um New Orleans, for, um, yeah, Who New did? Orleans and Sean Payton, Coach Sean Payton for the for the New Orleans Saints. You know, this was their well, Super Bowl to go to this year. Maybe not to win, but it was their Super Bowl to go to. And um, you know, and I, I said it on the show earlier. You know, we hate the thought that you know. We ain't the thought, but we have to always know, if you follow the money train, it'll take you to a lot of places you want to go. And I don't think it was yeah. that much money with New Orleans playing new, playing the New England Patriots in the Super Bowl in Atlanta, Georgia. But when you say the Los Angeles, a Los Angeles Rams coming to Atlanta, Georgia to play in yeah. the Super Bowl, Against the New England yeah. Patriots, that's a whole lot more money than the new than the um yeah. than the New Orleans than the New Orleans Saints coming. So I, 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 I we always have to go back to that old money train and see where it takes <laughs> us, and it takes us yeah. to a place where the referees, you know, it, I, I, which is worse, throwing a, pat, throwing a penalty it. on a play that on a on a penalty, throwing a flag for a penalty that didn't occur. Or not throwing a penalty on an obvious play on an obvious foul that did occur. Well, you got another thing that you kind of have to look at. How many times did New Orleans get away with something and it wasn't called? I mean, we we have to weigh that too. We have to weigh the you know, it, like it says, you know, he put God in with with your soul. So sometimes during the year, uh, sometimes during during the season, they they got away with things. And sometimes it comes to bites, but it bites you at the, the time that you really need, you know what I'm saying, the referees to look and say, okay, well, hey, hey, give, give, give me this call. So, and, and just like you said, hey, coming from Los Angeles and coming from New England to go to Atlanta, that's too long distance. And, I mean, all them fans going to be coming. And, 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 this, and I tell you what, we look at what happened in San Francisco with the, the College Bowl, with uh, Alabama. And and Clemson, it wasn't that many fans there. Not like it, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because it was way out, you know what I'm saying? And maybe but, it was because it was two teams from the south, and they had already been to yeah, one bowl yeah. game, and they just didn't have the money to go to two bowl games in one season. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? And I'm just saying, you know, people from Alabama, and, and let's let's don't get it twisted now. Let's don't get it twisted. Yeah. Let's think about states, right? And we think yeah. about uh, a state like Massachusetts, Boston, you know, Rhode Island up there. 
Man, they got a lot of money up there. They got old money, new money. They got money. Yeah. Money, yeah. money. You understand know <laughs> what I'm saying? Now, think about this yeah. now. Think about this. Los Angeles, California, where the movie stars at, they got money. money. They got money, yeah. money, money. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Now, let's think yeah. about this now. Let's think about this. Let's think about New Orleans. Yeah, they're still, they're still trying to come back. That's one of the yeah. poorest places, poorest states in America. New Orleans, Louisiana, yeah. the state of Louisiana. So it's because, see, everybody, yeah. everybody it, ain't, it ain't from New Orleans. It's the state that's coming to the Super Bowl, the state that's going to be represented. You understand what I'm saying? Now, think about this one yeah. here, too. Missouri, St. Louis, Missouri. Uh, uh, just to say, ain't same kind of money coming from St. Louis right now, man. So I, I just really think uh, this was a this was a money decision. It was a business decision. Yeah, you know, the NFL yeah. made a business decision. You know. Yeah, and not only yeah. that, like you're saying, it's, it's all about the popular the popular choice. That's what it's all about the popular choice. They wanted to see Tom Brady, and they want to see this this coach, which we know who grandson the coach is for St. Louis. You know, that's Tom Landry's grandson. So that's another thing we got to look at. We got to look at him, and then you got this old-school coach that had started up during the era when Tom Landry was, I mean, he was dominating. And Belichick had just started. Belichick was falling, you know what I'm saying? So that's another thing we have to look at also. Uh, it's a whole bunch of uh, history involved in him. And this, this young coach, that's the youngest coach Ever to coach a Super Bowl or play or win a playoff, and he against one of the old ducks, who's about the oldest duck, you know that as uh, coach the game, which he don't have what nine to, you know what I'm saying, nine straight out of, out of these. Uh, Tom Brady been coming for the last 16, 16, 17 years almost. I mean, repeatedly. So. That's another thing we got to look at. Also, I mean, it's it's history in the making. Yeah, it uh, is. Will it Lange, really is. Yeah. 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 Will Landry, yeah. Will Landry, grandson, dominate this old school coach? Is is some of that that Landry? I wish he would wear a hat like his, his granddad did. You know, oh, <laughs> you know the old hey. hat that he didn't wear to check away. <laughs> the hat that, that Landry would wear. Yeah. Oh well, yeah, um, man. That will be. Pete, awesome. We got to get out of here, man. We got another call on the line. Don't be a stranger, man. We here every Monday night. Okay, man. Sweet, but uh, always good. Right. Don't be a stranger. Appreciate it. Hey, Josh, we got right. uh, uh, we got Damon on the line. Damon, what's going on? Hey, how's it going, Daryl? Oh man, loving this life I got, man. Loving it. You know, uh, I was. I, I want to talk to you about the Super Bowl, but I was looking at the uh, at the uh, national um, the rankings for um, for college with recruiting, and it looked like Florida State was uh, looking pretty good up in there, man. They really were. Yeah, well, I think they're the top maybe, ten. Maybe everybody's buying in now. Yeah, right. you know, I, 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 you just never know. So uh, I I really think that um you know Florida State if with this kind of recruiting class I really think they have to give Coach Coach Tagger a chance you know I I really think they got to give him a chance and and the Florida Gators are number eleven with their with their recruiting class and Florida State is number seventeen yeah 
They got um ten four stars and and nine um three stars. No five stars. But well, you a lot of teams like don't this. have it. I don't mean to cut you off, but uh with uh, the coaching changes everybody might, you know, start to switch out. You know, and like and they got the um what I guess what is a they were the quarterback switching out. They they put their name in the tunnel and and they go elsewhere. Well, but you know, who knows? Who knows? Can you blame them? I, I read the article no. that, that that their backup quarterback Blackman was transferring. Really? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I heard that he was transferring, and and they didn't say whether he was transferring to somewhere right away or uh, or he was transferring to someplace that he was going to have to wait and play. But um, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't blame him either. He's coming into what his third year, yeah. And yep, so, and I think, I think that he was uh, he was uh, cheated out of a job because he he he, he was he was a proven quarterback filling in for uh, Francois and Francois throughout the season he was like skittish even on the run plays, and he wasn't himself when they, when they, when they uh. Disrupted the uh, offense, so why not get Black dance? And I don't blame him if he did transfer. I, I don't either, you know. And they they said it was actually the report is that they're still up in the air, but you know if they're in the air, it's a possibility that he he, he could be leaving, okay. you know, at the end of this year. Yeah, and um, now, who knows how long how long Francois is going to hang around. You know, understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, long you know, is, those, long is, yeah. We we got another pretty good pocket passer in the um in the wings, but he's not mobile as uh those two guys. But he can he can sling the ball. So who knows? Hopefully, well, uh, we we get better offensive line. Keep him keep him standing up, right? That's the that's the key with FSU is they really got to get somebody that's going to help them um, keep their quarterbacks in an upright position. Hey Damon, I want you to hold through the commercial break, man. And when we get back, we'll talk a little bit about what's going on with this Super Bowl this year, and a little bit more what's going on with the recruiting in Florida football, FSU football, and football from around the nation. We'll be right back after these messages. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Get ready for the Get Down with Hurley Brown. Want to get inside the minds of the players and coaches? We talk everything sports, but with a focus on the NFL, NBA, and college sports. We'll review and preview this week's big games. We'll talk about the draft choices and free agents and go inside the teams for news, recruiting, and what's next from the colleges to the pro teams. It's the Get Down with Hurley Brown, Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific, on Voice America Variety. 
The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. You're tuned in to Sports Info UM with Daryl Oliver. Call him today at 888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or send an email to sportsinfoun3793 at gmail.com. Now back to the show. And welcome back to Sports Info UM. You know, we got Damon on the line talking a little bit about FSU, FSU quarterbacks. What's going on, Damon? Welcome back. Hey, how's it going? Hey, it's going good, man. It's going good. But um, 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 DeAndre Francois said he's he's coming back at he's coming back. He's already going to say he's coming back for his his senior year and play at FSU. And I don't know if that's good or bad. I I really just, I don't know. You know, this is really a, a Jimbo Fisher uh, leftover. You know, and this will be his second year gone, Jimbo Fisher. Uh, would this be a good thing for Francois? Because you got to understand, if, if Taggart get one of his recruits in there this year and either one of these quarterbacks start lagging just a little bit, I don't think he's going to hesitate to pull the trigger and put his guy in there. Well, you know, when he left, he had some commits to Oregon, and uh, he he left them out there. So you might let, see a lot of guys coming from Oregon to uh play at FSU because of Taggart. Um, although they had uh, one of our coordinators left to get a head coaching job. So um, it, 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 everything's going to be up in there and see the tr- until spring practice. Oh, yeah. Oh, everything will be up in the air until spring practice. But uh, I, I see they um, they got this, this kid, um, Dante Lucas, out of uh, IMG Academy in uh, Bradenton, Florida, uh, 6'3", 223, four-star offensive lineman. And, and, you know, they needed offensive lineman. You know, um, they got an outside linebacker, um, uh, uh, J. Lee McGee, J. Lee McRae, a linebacker, 6'2", 230. So, you know, Florida State, they, they got some players coming in there um, this year. I look like two offensive linemen. This one here is a three-star, 6'6", 290, offensive tackle, Jay Williams. Um, he's coming from a junior college in California. So, you know, they got they got some players. 
and and Willie Taggart, man, he's he's really been a. And that's this is what he's known for is bringing in big time players. So, I, I expect them to um to do some things. You know, they got a kid out of Miami Central, offensive guard, six two two seventy six. Man, how in the world could we let him get away from Miami? You know. Hey, like you said, they, the, the talent pool is uh, Florida, Texas, and California. So you build your team around these three states, hey, anything can happen. Yeah, you're right. And, you, you know, you have to put a little bit of Georgia in there, too. Um, I yeah. think uh, everybody on, uh, on Willie Taggart's list is either from Georgia or um or Florida. So yeah. So I and and Coach Taggart is like I said, he he's he's done a really good job um preparing um, preparing teams that he's been a part of. You know, he he left Oregon in, in, in pretty good shape when he left there. And and he says he's really happy to be at, at Florida State and I believe him. Uh, but but um Damon, before we get out of here, man, before the show's over, I really, really want to talk to you a little bit about about this upcoming Super Bowl. You know, the New Orleans Saints um, didn't make it. Um, some reasons unknown. Um, they just really, okay. they, 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 it's actually, we could say re- for reasons known, for that bad interference not called in the fourth quarter that cost them the game. And the L.A. Rams are going because of that bad interference call that was not made in the fourth quarter. So, do you think the Rams have a shot at playing against a team that looked like they didn't really have a whole lot of defense yesterday against um, against Mahomes, even though the, the Patriots got off to a 14-point lead and uh, Patrick Mahomes brought his team back, um, end up really tying the game, taking it into overtime. Uh, it was it was an incredible victory for um, it was an incredible victory for Patrick Mahomes, uh, not victory, a loss, credible loss for the Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes. But do you think this Patriots team is going to dominate the Los Angeles Rams because they're just not ready for the Super Bowl and they're just not ready well, for this big stage? I don't. I don't think they're going to dominate because uh, if you look at it. Uh, everybody got their eyes focused on uh, Donald, but Sue been showing up last couple games. He been on his position, and they, they sort of get the focus off of uh, Donald, and he gonna, he'll probably be the difference maker because you know. Then you got Akeem Talib came back. Him and him and uh, him and what, what's his name? Um, Peters. Peters. Yeah, he he they communicate better. When they're in the game with each other versus uh, the second string, so it, 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 it won't be as high scoring as last time, like uh, when they played early in the season. It'll be much whoever can run the ball better. Well, and, I agree. Yeah, and, but, and the way the Patriots you know, you know the, the ball, you know the old rule: defense, defense wins championships. Hey, so, well, I, I, you know, it, it's hard to say. You know, yesterday's game with um, with um, the New Orleans Saints and the and the Rams, they scored uh, forty nine points in that game. 
you know, and and in the in the other game, man, they they scored 69, 60, 68 points in that game. You know, New Orleans, Kansas City has struggled with defense the entire season, and and it appeared yesterday too that they were really struggling with defense, but. With the Rams, I just think they'll find a – I think it'll be a better defensive effort than what Kansas City put up yesterday. And, and I agree with you. You know, they um, the Rams, the, um, the, the Chiefs didn't sack Tom Brady one time and really didn't appear to put much pressure on him at all. He looked comfortable in the pocket the entire game. I don't think that's going to happen with um, – with, with, um, with the with the LA LA Rams, I think they're going to really put some pressure up front, like you say, with with Dominican Sue and Donald. I think, um, and I think you're right. I think um, that guy Peters plays a lot better. Marcus Peters plays better when Talib is in the game playing with him. And sometimes you need a, a calmer head or somebody that's going to be that's going hey tell you, hey man, stop breathing so hard, relax yourself. You know, you could you 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 out of control. You got to calm yourself down. Sometimes you need somebody like that, and maybe that's where um, Talib is for Peters, and um, it could be a difference maker. Well, you look at that. No, I wouldn't be surprised Brady pick on that same uh, cornerback if he if he get a chance because he know he's gonna make a mistake like that. So um, I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, it wouldn't be surprising to me either. But um, when we when we look at at at, at what's ha- what what the way Brady moved the ball around in this game in that game yesterday, man, he he threw the ball to everybody, anybody and everybody. You know, it, it wasn't like he had um, um, one or two targets. I mean, this guy Brady, he 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 slings slings the ball to anybody that's open. It seems like he knows who's open before the ball is snapped. And, uh, you know, he, he's, he's a smart guy. Edelman, seven receptions, 96 yards. Gronkowski, six receptions, 79 yards. James White, four receptions, 49 yards. Chris Hogan, five receptions, 45 yards. Uh, Patrick Dorsett, uh, he had one reception for 29 yards. And, and Burkhead, he had four receptions. Um, Patterson had two receptions. Man, this guy, he throws it to whoever's whoever's open, and uh, and it just doesn't matter. Where it's, some of these quarterbacks, they find a couple of guys they want to throw the ball to, and that's who they throw it to. But Tom Brady's in a class of his own, man. Yeah. Well, what, uh, if I had to put my money on it, man, uh, it's going to be better to the coaches because whoever got the best game plan, they, 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 it's going to be the winner. Damon, you remember on the street yeah. sometime when, when somebody had raced you or maybe you were a little faster than somebody else, and you said, man, I'll give you five yards and race you to the corner and still beat you. Come on, man. We talking about coaches here? Come on, man. And I, and, and and Pete, our last caller, he was talking about um um the Rams coach was um uh, was ta- was um um 
uh, Tom Landry's um, um, grandson, but I, I don't see that. I don't think I don't think that's the case. Uh, Sean McVay, I don't think he. I got to do a little more research on that. But Sean McVay is. I don't think he's Tom Landry's grandson. But man, how many how many how many steps? How many yards do Bill Belichick have to give Sean McVay before they even start the race? And still beat him. I don't think Sean McVay has has what it takes to to, to beat Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots. Well, he might uh, introduce a new bag of tricks, man. Because uh, those fake punts, fake field goals, he been introducing. He's gonna have a couple gadgets up his sleeve, and you don't have to have him coaching up against him. He's going to have to have those gadgets coaching up against um, Bill Belichick. And, um, and, and I, I, you know, I saw some things in the game that, that I really liked that Coach McVay did yesterday. Some of the passes that he called that were not really expected. Guys were wide open or pretty open. And, uh, and Jared Goff just didn't get it to him. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I think that was, a, that, that was a little bit of a concern. I think that um, I think that the moment might be too big for Jared Goff. Maybe Coach McVay, Sean McVay, it, it, it might he might be he might the moment might not be too big for him. But I really think it's going to be a a, a a big big moment for um, for Jared Goff. I mean, and, and will he be able to handle this big stage? He's going to be putting himself on. If you look at it, he, uh, McVay held him back last season, um, so he can he can he can groom him to be the quarterback he is now. So we'll see if all that paid off too, coming on to the big stage. Hey, so, you're right. Well, it's going to be real interesting. It really is. It's going to be real interesting, and and I I think. Because the Patriots have so much experience in the Super Bowl, wow! How big could this moment be for them? You know, it's you know they. It's like another day at the office. Whereas a team that these guys have, most of the guys on that team have never even sniffed at a Super Bowl. Some of these guys never even been to a a championship game, AFC, NFC, or. Anything that looked like a championship game, it's going to be very tough for them. And I think it's going to be a, a moment that I hope they can handle. And uh, it's going to be interesting to see. You got to look at, too, like, the, uh, you know, you're going to be over there for a week or whatever. The uh, party life that, you know, the preparations, um, a lot of them the first time, they may go out and party and have a little too much to drink. And then they can't perform the next day. So, um I guess the coaches got to be on their job on that too, because you know your first time you gonna go out and do, you gonna have fun, but with within the moderation, you hey, have fun hey. once you win Super Bowl. Yeah, we all want them to win a Super Bowl. Yeah, hey. Damon, appreciate you calling, man. We're about to get out of here. Show's almost over. Thanks for calling, man. Don't be a stranger. We're here every Monday night. Sports Info, you and VoiceMarket.com. Appreciate it. Hey, it's my pleasure. Yep. Hey, guys. Um, next week, we got um, a good friend of mine, um, Jeff Toretta. 
played for the University of Miami, uh, transferred from junior college in California to University of Miami in 1985. I was with the team in 1985 and 1986. Jeff is going to be on the show next week. He's a brother of Gino Toretta, uh, University of Miami Heisman Trophy winner. Gino Toretta. So, guys, look forward to talking to Jeff and him giving us an update on him and catching up on old times and seeing what he's doing. I know he's in California, but he has a whole lot going on with his life. And, um, hey, guys, thanks for checking us out this week on SportsInfoUM, VoiceAmerica.com. Thanks for our callers. And we'll be back next week with more sports information. Peace. Thanks again for listening. Daryl Oliver will be back again next Monday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel for more Sports Info UM. We'll see you then.